Welcome back, everybody, to Part Lane Podcast, episode number 49. Harry Kane is gone. Maybe the curse is finally lifted at Tottenham Hotspur. Uh, but we're back. We're not going anywhere. And we're definitely not going to Germany. Anyway, welcome back, everybody. My name is Luke. And I want to welcome my hosts, as always. We'll start with you, Winnie. Winnie, how you doing, mate? Uh, all good, mate. I'm, I'm surprisingly positive today, um, but, you know, we'll get on to all that. But um, myself, I'm not too bad. I'm not too bad. Perfect. That's a lovely top you've got on. It, mate, do you know what? Like, uh, it, it cost a lot of money at the time, a lot more than it than a normal shirt should have been, but I think it was worth it for what it was. Yeah, for those that don't know, before we came on air, me and Winnie realised we were wearing the exact same top, <laughs> and uh, so we had to go and change. Uh, I did. <laughs> and Harry Scarf is back. How you doing, mate? You all right? Oh, well, it's good to be here. Like Winnie, I'm surprisingly positive. Uh, so I think it's good to take advantage of that because it doesn't happen a lot. Uh, one Harry may have gone, but one Harry is still here talking about Tottenham. Love it. See, I came up with a nice ingenious opening line and you should have just told me what to say anyway. But never mind. <laughs> uh, Dave will be joining us at some point. So the doom and gloom will be here. But uh, don't mm. worry for the next, you know, I don't know, half hour, you've probably got some positivity. Absolutely. Um Anyway, for those new to the channel, do not forget to hit that subscribe button. Uh, you know, we're growing every day, so we really do appreciate you all. Make sure you hit the like button. And if you're listening on any podcast platform, make sure you give us a follow and a five-star review. But also jump on YouTube as well. Drop us a, a subscribe while you're there as well. Uh, we would love that. Um, also, shout out to Haley, who's not Haley, who messaged us on Twitter earlier. Um, <laughs> we'll uh, expect to see you commented in the uh, in the comments. Right. Um, anyway, let's move on to the game. So, Johnny has jumped in already and said, Hello, told you my prediction 2 2 away. You did, to be fair. I remember that. Yeah, fair play. Johnny, none of us got any points in the predictions this week. I've made close. close. I don't think, because we either went for wins or, in <laughs> Harry's case, a loss. Um, anyway, um, so. draw against Brentford. Um, I think there was a lot of positives to take from today's performance. You know, let's all not, you know, forget that Ange Postacoglu's sides notoriously take a while to get going, whether that's to do with, you know, systems to learn, whether that's to do with he never brings his own backroom staff with him, whatever that may be, it is the case. I think to get a draw out of today's game is a good result. Um, Obviously, every fan would have loved uh, a win. But draw is what it is. The only problem that I had with today's game, and I was messaging you guys earlier, is that the our ability to pass the ball, for some reason, yeah. today's game was so slow. It was so slow across the pitch. And, yeah. you know, we watched us against Barcelona, Shakhtar, whoever we played preseason. It was a lot, lot, okay. lot quicker. Could have been the low block. I don't know. But, um, you know, that's kind of my two cents on, on the game today. Um, Winnie, you know, give us a kind of overview on today's game. Um I'm I'm gonna be completely honest and I uh I, I, whether I'm the only fan that thinks this, I thought we were I thought we were brilliant. And that and that, that is genuinely what I think. I'm yeah. not I'm not trying to play up for, for the pod. I genuinely thought we were brilliant. Um uh, I'm sure we'll get onto the, the the finer details of the of the game, but I mean dodgy in my opinion, dodgy penalty aside, we win that game. Um other than other than um, the, the, obviously they scored two goals, but other than that, I don't really remember them um, troubling us too much in terms of chances. Um, and, and, and to be perfectly honest, I don't think we did either. 
Um, but I think the majority of the, the of the of the good play and the majority of the possession was all us. We kept the ball really, really well. Uh, and that's what we've seen through the very little games we've had in pre-season. But we've seen us keep the ball really well. We saw it against Barcelona where we was trapped in a corner and we'd get the ball out and play it nice and nice and confidently. So uh, for me, just positive, positive vibes. Yeah, definitely. Look, if we go back to, you know, Conte and, and Jose times, you know, 30% possessions in games, no shots, you know, all those types of things. Today we had 69% possession, yeah. 18 shots, six on target um and six corners and so you know i think we can already start to see you know players improving we can start to see um you know tactically how we're getting on this will take time you know and i was sick to death in the in the part lane podcast chat earlier with you know a couple of people that were in there like doom and gloom all, all day and i just think come on man like if you're not even gonna give this guy time yeah what is the point like, what is the point? We're, we're 30 minutes into the opening game of the season. Yeah. It was already doing my head in. So, if you're going to be negative, piss off, basically. What I what I will say, sorry, just quickly come to a minute, jump in there. Uh, and for those that, that, no, for those that think we, we didn't play well, etc., or there was, you know, for whatever reason, they don't think that, or it was still negative. If we had have put that performance in last year under Conte, everyone would have been like, oh my God, that, that was so good. That was amazing. That's the yeah. difference. Yeah. Like that, that is the problem. Yeah. Hundred percent. Uh H, what was your thoughts on um on the game overall? You know, <laughs> goals aside, you know, what was your thoughts on the game? Yeah, that no, was really, really impressed. It's great to see to be able to enjoy our football club again. I may be negative at times, whether that's with Anja pointed, with predictions, but the way we play is very, very impressive. And what impressed me the most today, obviously some individuals stood out, but it was the the fitness and the the fact, because I'm not going to say 90 minutes because of the new regulations added time. There's a lot more than that, as we saw, especially with the 11 added minutes in the first half. But up until the very end, we're still looking for that winner. You know, we're still, we're still going. There was no, no players that looked leggy. They were clearly, to me, the first game of the season... You, know, you expect someone to be leggy. We, we you know pre-season hasn't been ideal. Um, nobody can help that, but we're probably one or two games behind Barcelona game, having to play what I call the beatings. It's two days apart from the Shakhtar game. Obviously, having the Leicester game cancelled, nobody's fault. Um, so you know you expect a slower start, and that's completely understandable. And I, I thought overall, personally, I don't think I'm being biased to say this, but I think we deserve to win the game. Second half, um, Brentford, you know attacking threat was, was non-existent. We limited them. Uh, and, and really, you know, Brentford weren't for... Well, it's never going to be easy. You've got to remember that, going to Brentford away. Only Arsenal were the only team that turned them over. So you take a point going there. You know, if you're Manchester City, they could, they went there and they could get a point at the end of the season. So that is saying something. It's frustrating because at one point we were leading. Brentford were good in periods in that first half, very clinical um, so if we sort a couple of defensive issues out and get the front three firing, I think we could be a real force this season. I mean it. Yeah. Look, only time will tell, right? But as you say, I was confident in the game that we would out that we would have the ability and have the fitness to be able to outplay Brentford. So it's all good and well, some you know, teams setting up and trying to counterattack us for 90 minutes, but they won't be able to hold on. Spurs will be able to continue this every single game. And it won't, you know, it may be that we're down at one point in the game, 
But the one thing to remember is they can't sit back and they can't counterattack us for 90 minutes. And the low block only works for so, so, so long. We, we've seen that. We can experience ourselves under Mourinho and Conte. Very rarely did it last for 90 minutes. You know, mistake, you were craving at some point. And I think we, we saw that at times with Brentford. Yeah, Johnny said, uh, no, you did play well, um, as I half expected. That wasn't an own goal. Own goal was brilliant. How can you bag such a weak assist? Takes talent, mate. Anyway, thanks, Johnny. Um, <laughs> so, anyway, uh, let's talk about, um, you know, actually, do you know what? Let's talk very quickly about officials. Because one thing we have seen, which I absolutely love, is that we're getting rid of, getting rid of time-wasting. The time wasting has gone out the door, right? There's a few yeah. things I don't like, and we'll get on to that. But first of all, let's go on to time yeah. wasting, Harry. Like 11 added on minutes. Look, some of it was because of a head injury to Romero and, and yeah. Buemo. But, you know, that's the kind of shit that I like to see. I want to see 11, 12, I want to see 15 minutes added on time. I want this football to continue because <laughs> I tell you what, usually I watch Spurs like this. Today I yeah. watch Spurs like this. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, um, what do you absolutely. think about that kind of added on time and trying to take away that time wasting? It benefits us as a team, like you say, because in terms of, you know, when we were facing a team that play a low block and, and we're trying to break them down, you want the added time. So I think in this game, this helped us a lot because in that 11 minutes, uh, you know, we went in at 2 2 instead of 2 1. However, um, positives to start with with the new regulations. It's great to see the time wasting cut out. Uh, and it's great to see more football being played because that's why we watch the game. After all, we don't watch it the players be rolling around and taking far too long to celebrate. However, if they're going to cut down on the time wasting, they should be a lot quicker with the VAR checks because that, that is taking up more time than the celebrations, etc. Throw-ins. Um, so it's a bit hypocritical. And when you but talk that about get added on, yeah, true. But you talk about players' welfare, and then you're you're making them play uh, a lot longer. Personally, again, that's that's hypocritical. But I expected nothing different. Uh, ooh, interesting. I don't I don't have a problem uh, with with the extra added minutes, but some fans will do. Suppose you get more value for your money if you like if you go in, or more value for your, t- your TV money. Uh, but no, it benefits us as a team. Yeah, definitely. And and Winnie, the one thing I don't really like is this ridiculous refereeing. Like, I don't mind the fact that they're going to start, you know, booking players for dissent or managers for, you know, running out their technical area because there's certain managers that do that a lot. You know, there are certain things that go in certain ways. I, w- I just yeah. watched, Winnie, the, um, the Liverpool-Chelsea game. And yeah. at one point, McAllister gets hacked down and then he gets the yellow card. For dissent afterwards, like it just it seems a bit ridiculous. That do you know what I mean? I um I must admit I watched I didn't watch the the, the the you know the Spurs game was the first game I've actually watched of the weekend, but I watched match of the day um yesterday night, and I don't recall seeing as as you know strict officiating as what we had in our game. I, I, I you know what I mean? It's got to be consistent. If you're going to do it, every referee across every game in the Premier League has to do the same thing because it could quite easily have ended up in a red card today because um, I know obviously Madison was booked for dissent and he, he made a couple of tackles afterwards that were quite cynical. So it could have ended badly for us and it could have ended in yeah. a red card. So, but what I'm trying to say is, it's again, it's just, it's just, our, our issue with the Premier League referees, I don't think it's so much their uh, their ability and their quality of refereeing. It's the consistency. It's we see one decision go in one game 
Um, and, and, you know, in the, a game the following day, the same thing can happen with a different outcome. And I think that's the problem. Um, I don't mind the, you know, the yellows for dissent because hopefully it will cut, you know, eventually it will cut out the game because you'll get people like who are, who are uh, say, people like Romero, for example, who I could imagine being booked for dissent every week, even though he didn't today. But I could just see it happening too often. So I don't, I don't mind it. But it's, again, it's just got to be consistent. Yeah, definitely. Agree, mate. Yeah. Agree. Um, good evening to Holly in the chat. Uh, if you are in the chat, don't forget to stick a comment and uh, let us know, I don't know, where you're watching from, what you thought of the game today, etc. But Dave, I'll come to you, actually. You've joined just in time. Um, welcome back to the first goal. So 11 minutes in, we get a free kick at the edge of the box, thanks to James Madison. He whips the ball in and Romero just slab heads it into the back of the net. Uh, what did you make of the goal? It's exactly why we signed Madison. Exactly why we signed Madison, for that reason. I mean, how long have we been crying out for someone that can cross a fucking ball? You know, to put a decent ball into the box for someone to attack. We've been saying it for so long that we need an attacking midfielder for as long as I can possibly remember. So, yeah, you know what, it's a good goal. The, the whole Romero thing confused the hell out of me, though, I'm not going to lie. He was fit enough to smash a ball into the net with his head but 20 seconds later he's being subbed and then we have Bambi on ice come on and it's um, a different game Yeah definitely mate and uh, Harry I'll get actually move on to you for that bit because yeah seconds after Romero slams his head against the ball he gets subbed off for uh, and it wasn't a concussion substitution for what I was hearing it was just a you know obviously it was for that but they didn't use their like allotted uh, concussion substitution like do you think that's and just saying, do you know what? We need this player this season and we can't have him missing games. So to take any precaution, we're just going to take him off. Yeah, partly. And I think he didn't use the concussion sub because that would have meant Brentford have got an extra sub and they could have used that tactically. Um, so I don't think he would have wanted that. I think he's probably just got told by his medical team because uh, Romero made a bit of a fuss of it after he put the, you know, scored. Uh, so I think Ange was, was was playing it safe. And once you've got the player ready in Sanchez, it's hard to say, sit back down, you know, he's, he's all right now. He's probably, again, getting to see more minutes than Sanchez on the pitch, understanding who's his best defenders, getting extra minutes out of defenders as well. Um, Ange is the manager. He makes the decision. I can't argue with it. But for me, the player says he's fine. He's fine, but he probably took the advice um, of the medical team. So it's definitely a strange one, put it that way. Yeah, Winnie, um, do you think it's good a good thing that, that you know, we are taking these precautions? Because I remember Jan Vertonghen, I think it was Champions League game, wasn't it? And he came on and looked like the, I don't know, he could barely stand up, could he? He looked like a boxer after 11 yeah. rounds. Yeah, no, I, I think, it, look, it, it's the way that the, the way that the football is nowadays, it, it was the right thing to do. It may not have been the right thing for us as a team, uh, you know, but for, for individually for Romero, it was the right thing to do. Um, we've seen it before, like you say, with Jan Vertonghen, we've seen so many. And I mean, to be perfectly honest, when he was sat, obviously he stormed off to start with. Uh, we all saw that. And then eventually they showed him back on the camera and he was back on the bench. Even then, if I'm perfectly honest, he didn't look 100% to me then. You know what I mean? I think he's he, he always was... got a screw loose, though, to be honest. I don't think he always... Any, no, any but I mean, he, he, was, he was sitting there and he, he looked, he just looked a bit distant. Do you know what I mean? So I don't think yeah. he was 100% then. So it was definitely the right choice. Um, you know, and... I'm going to be controversial here. I thought that when he came in, I thought Davinson Sanchez didn't do a lot wrong. Yeah. Do you know what it is with Sanchez, right? It's that 
The thing is, he, no, he, he didn't have a bad game, but you just he doesn't fill you with any confidence. No, he doesn't. Like, he doesn't. Whenever he gets the ball, you, every, we all sit there like, oh, shit. You know, it, and that's yeah. the worry with him. It's whether he can eradicate those mistakes, but we still need another centre-back. We can't go into the rest of the season with Davinson Sanchez as our and Eric Dyer as our backup options because, let's be honest, they're not good enough. If we want to challenge for where we want to be and, and get into places that we want to, you know, a position of where we can potentially win things, you're not going to win things with those two at the back. One injury to Romero and Van der Ven, who looked unbelievable today, by the way, since his debut, he's had three training sessions. Um, you need a strong backup. That's the thing. You look at City, they lose Akanji, they've got Ake, Gavardio, Laporte. You know, they're they're stacked. Even Arsenal now, you know, they've got Ben White, they've got Timber, they've got Gabriel, they've got Saliba, you know. So it, it, to be challenging up up where we want to be, we have to have a decent backup. We don't yeah. have that. No, I agree. I think, you know, I've got a feeling that, you know, there will be another um, incoming come in, but it may obviously depend on on outgoings. But let's move on to the to the next goal. So 25 minutes in. Went to one one, thanks to uh, a penalty from from Buemo. and uh, Harry Scarf. I'm going to come to you for this one to start with, but you know we'll go around the houses and give our opinions on on this. Um, what's your opinion on uh, on the foul by Human Son? He comes in, you know, captain duty. And the first thing yeah. he does gives away a penalty. He means well, but I think he gets it all wrong. And I'd love to sit here and go like I usually do. Oh, it's not a penalty. Uh, because you, you don't like to see soft things given. But for me, that's clear and obvious. He arrives late on the scene. He leaves his training leg out. It's enough for anyone to fall over. It's, it's a clear penalty. It was given back in 2016. It's been given pff, ever since I've been watching football. You leave his training leg. Play tricks. Clever. Perhaps he's looking for him. But it's a clear foul. I don't know what took so long personally. I think it's, it's a 10, 15 second decision. Uh, but if you're going to take that long at the same time, then give the benefit uh, of the doubt to Song. Because if you're taking that long to review it, you know, you're looking for something minuscule. For me, it was a clear foul. Lots of people disagree. I know. I just think we've got to be honest and um, put bias aside and go, if that was down the other end, we'd be absolutely screaming for a penalty and people would be whinging all night. Yeah, fair enough. Before I go to the other two, I'm going to have my little say. Um, and then we can move over to this side of the room. Um, but look, first of all, it's a striker's challenge, right? It's an attacker's challenge. He has no business, you know, realistically making challenges like that there. Now, what happens is, is that Son does make contact with the standing leg of the attacker, right? But it's the it's the other leg which suddenly gives way and he falls to the floor. Like, I don't believe that that action from Son caused the player to go down, which then would cause it to be a penalty. Now, what we're also looking at is we're looking at a referee who said no penalty. And then we looked at VAR, who said, oh, clear and obvious error here. Like, there is no clear and obvious error. And so that's where I really, really don't like, you know, the decision. But... Dave, I'll come to you next. Give me your thoughts on it. I mean, it's soft. Um, I mean, Tom was a bit eager to, to rush back the way he did, but do you know what did it for me? It was the staggered fall. 
So, yeah, he makes the tiniest bit of contact, and then Jensen is like 20 minutes later, acts like he's just been shot. You know, it's, it's, it's falling in stages, isn't it? He, he gets touched. He realises Cruyffton's going to be a bit far ahead of him, and he's like, oh, what can I do now? I know, I'll, I'll face plant the floor and put my arms in the air. So for me, it's soft. It's one of the things that I I just think that I've seen loads of them not given. I've seen loads of them given. So it, it's all about opinion. So Harry's right in, in saying that it's a penalty because it has been given lots of times. But in my eyes, and I've been, I've been watching football a long time, I've played football a long time, it's not a penalty. There is always going to be contact. It's a contact sport. Always going to be some form of contact. If we're given penalties for that this season, we're in big trouble. Because there's going what, to be... I will say, David, something we can probably both agree on is that consistency is needed when he points it out because you get, like they've been given and they haven't been given. We just want one or the other. But what I will say is if VAR takes that long to, to decide whether it's a clear and obvious error or not, like Luke says, it cannot be a clear and obvious error if you're going to spend two, three minutes looking at it. You know, we need to... Yeah. VAR, the next two things I want to see introduced, the next rules, one is referees to be mic'd up and two to be their 30 second restriction on how long it takes to look at VAR. It shouldn't take no longer than that. 30 seconds, you can get a good five, six, seven solid looks, but that was way too long. And that's why we had mainly an 11 minutes of stoppage time. It's not a penalty though, in my eyes, I have to say. I don't. I think it's too soft to be given as a penalty. I think if that happens anywhere else on the pitch, game carries on. Things move on. I'm dying to hear from Winnie in the hit on this situation. He's like thunder as well. I think he agrees with you. Go on, Winnie. It's it's, it's absolute bullshit. It's not. Funny. <laughs> and, 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 mate, I, I am. I, I and I like to think I am as unbiased as, as, I, as I possibly can be because I'm I'm realistic. Um, and yeah, obviously, if it was if it happened at the other end of the pitch, I would I would scream for it, of course. But then when I looked at it in VAR terms, and it wasn't given, I would understand why it wasn't given. Do you know what I mean? Because in in, in, in the speed of, of how football is, things look completely differently. So, look, it's not a penalty. Um, his son was eager to get in. Yeah, I get that. He, he, I wouldn't even call it a trailing leg, to be honest. It was more of just no. a, a, an attempt. It was like a trailing leg is, is completely different. It was just an attempt to try and nick the ball away. That's yeah, all it he was. He didn't hang his leg out, did he? No, 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 no. And he's, he's, he's literally caught um, caught the, the, the guy's ankle. But the interesting thing is, it was obviously a delayed reaction. And then he also, you know, anyone can, I, you know, I, I beg you all to go and watch it back. He holds the opposite ankle to the one that was yeah. clipped. So that that's how that, that tells you how much uh, how much contact there was. What I don't like is not every bit of contact is a foul. We need to understand that. And for some strange reason, as soon as as soon as um, the ball is inside that eighteen yard box, people just think the rules change. They don't. The rules are the same whether it's inside the box or outside the yeah. box. It's it's just it's not a penalty. Um, what I will say as well is if we're going to start doing that, there was a point in the in the second half where the ball got crossed in the box to Richarlison and the defender's got his arms all over him. Well, if you're going to if, if you're going to give the one uh, against Son, then you have to give that because that is contact. That's restricting a player from going towards the ball. That's as, that's as much as, as a penalty as the rest of them. Yeah, no, fair enough, fair enough. Callum, welcome to the show. Um, just to let everybody know, Callum is the newest member now of the Park Lane Podcast team. So welcome, mate. Um, um, Penalty or no penalty, Callum? No penalty. Too soft. Too soft. Um, I think 
that even like what Winnie was saying, if you give everything that is going to be going touching, even if you touch someone in the box now, if everyone goes down, then Jesus, 11 minutes added time is going to be nothing if it gets given continuously. And yeah, not a penalty. Because if you're going to give that as a penalty, like when he said, you give the one against Charleston in the second half, there's got to be consistency or you don't do them at all. Simple as that. So are we saying, Callum, that you should just go down? Any contact, go down? No. No, not at all, mate. It's literally, you need to have a justified reason. And with the delayed reaction from, I think, was it Yano? Jensen. 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 With Jensen going down, I mean, the fact that Son was going through there and then he, I guess, Son tripped the guy up after the ball had already been played. So... I guess, do you go from the first instance or do you pick up the second instance where, yeah, Jensen's gone over and then ends up on his backside? It's, I, I don't understand it because if, if VAR is going to overturn everything that a ref's going to do on the pitch, is there any real need for referees anymore? You might as well just have them kick about a ball and have a video assistant just pointing something out and then just someone with a whistle in the crowd just, <laughs> just doing it instead. That's the thing. So... There's got to be consistency in all the decisions. And I think the VAR is going to be a very fun topic going forward for the next couple of years. Let's put it that way. Martin, I need to back me up, Callum. Mm. Huh? need to Callum to back me up. Won't be buying him a drink again. Oh, <laughs> I offered. Don't push me up. No, you need to drink back. I need you to back me up. Took a um, drink, got a 14-year-old. You're a cheap get, you. <laughs> he deserved it. He didn't back me up. <laughs> um, anyway, anyway, let's move on. Dave, uh, I'll come back to you. Actually, no, I'll go to Winnie. Um, 36 <laughs> minutes in, Spurs are 2-1 down. Uh, Cross comes in. One of the worst shots you've ever seen from Visa. I don't know if that's how you say it. And uh, Van der Ven's there, made a little, pokes his leg out, knocks it beyond Vicario. <laughs> We're 2-1 down and everyone's crying in their armchairs. What do you make yeah. of that? It, I don't think there was... The, the only fault I can make for that goal was um, just a bit of a lapse of concentration from Emerson Royale, allowing the, the player to get in behind him. Other than that, I mean, I, we could probably argue that the player was on... You know, I mean, he, he wasn't on the edge of the box. He was just inside the box, wasn't he, really? But he was left unmarked. That, that you know, for whatever yeah. reason that is, maybe it, was a, maybe it was a lack of numbers getting back. I don't know, but... I don't think there was too much wrong with the goal, to be honest. Um, it was, like you said, it was a, it was a crap shot. Uh, Van, any, any other day, Van der Ven makes a massive block. I say a massive block. It wasn't even a good shot. But any other, any other day, Van der Ven makes a block. We clear it and, and it, it doesn't go in. So, um, yeah, there's not much more you can say on it. I don't think it was just lapse of concentration from Emerson Royale. We could have been a, a little bit better defensively. But other than that, it was just, uh, it's just yeah. a goal. I think if the, if the strike... Or the contact with the ball is much harder. It doesn't go yeah. in. Does that make sense? I, I yeah, I think it, it would deflect a bit more off Van der Ven and possibly go over or wide or whatever. But I think I think because it was such a such a a weak shot, there wasn't much of a deflection, but it was enough to take it over Vicario. Yeah, definitely. And then Callum, we'll come to you for the next one. So forty nine minutes into the game, uh, Emerson Royale at the edge of the box and just rifles it into the back of the net, and everyone was probably screaming, "Don't shoot! Don't shoot!" But he did. And uh, ends up in the back of the net. I was shocked 
I mean, I would. I think, actually, I think you're the only one, mate. I think everyone yeah. was. I think purely because we've seen that half of our forward line can't even do a shot like that, and yet somehow we pulls that off. I mean, it was it was lovely. I mean, it was very congested around that box, and for Madison to pick him out was good. And then I think just Royale just put his laces for it and just actually made a good shot that's the thing it's um to get it that low and straight in the bottom corner kind of reminded me of some of Kane's goals and that's how hurtful it is when you see it but yeah I think great goal from the fullback and all that you don't but when you look at the goals he's actually scored in his top career there's been some magical moments from him and all that they're just so weird and wonderful when they happen so yeah, to be honest, mate, it's what we needed after some some really... It, it was a weird first half, and I think that's what we really needed, especially as, what was it, 45 plus six that we scored or something like that? So it's what we needed, but it should never have been in that way. He should never have been allowed that shot, I don't think, by the Brighton defence anyway, uh, Brentford defence anyway. No, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Um, right, Dave... Um, second half, you know, had a few incidents in it, you know, yellow cards here, there and everywhere. Um, but I felt like the last few minutes of the game when, you know, Brentford looked a little bit out of gas and we still had a lot in the tank. And then they kind of just messed around with the ball, didn't they? Like, the they didn't is, really the, drive forward. The thing, the thing is, you have to remember, Brentford are... Like tactically superb in what they do. That low block they play, they get 11 men behind the ball and they break at speed. That's how they play. So to break them down is really difficult. I think, you know, in my opinion, Postacoglu should have brought off Son and Kulazewski a bit earlier. I don't think they had any sort of impact. I'd like to have seen Solomon or Lacelso on the pitch. Just somebody else who can try and break down that low block and, you know, play the passes in behind that are needed. So, you know, we dominated possession, but again, it was side to side, side to side, back, side, back, side. You know, it was it was just the, the whole way through the second half. So, you know, I remember, you know, you put in our group chat about, you know, Madison needs to come off before he gets sent off. And I made the point that he's the only person that can create anything at the moment mm. in, in that team. So I think Postacoglu will probably learn from that and he'll probably look forward and... and I think bringing on Saar was the wrong choice. I think Lacelso would have been the better choice because he, he could have made more things happen. Um, he's, you know, he's got a better eye for a pass. You know, he gets in dangerous positions and he could have complimented Madison in that way. But um, uh, yeah, I think it was just more of a case of Postecoglou didn't want to lose the game. He didn't want yeah. us to get caught on the break. Brentford nick a goal and we lose three two, and then it's all doom and gloom as opposed to okay, that wasn't too bad. Um, so I think he was a bit more conservative and a bit more reserved in his in his changes, but you know I, I, I've got to say overall I'm pleased with the the football. It's so nice not to play this onion ball, this dinosaur fossil football where all we're, all of us are sitting there like what's the fucking point? You know I actually enjoyed watching it. And like you sit there, and I guarantee you now two things. And is you know not going to be happy with the fact that there was too many backwards passes. I can guarantee that from, you know, what I've seen from him before. The other part um, to that as well is I think, you know, a manager who's taken kind of like the biggest step of his career 
in his first ever game in the Premier League. You know, he said before the game, like, I'm going to have to be, I'm going to have to ask people where I'm meant to go, like where I'm meant to stand or sit. Do you know what I mean? Because like, he's never managed a game in the Premier League. And I bet, you know, 92, 93 minutes, he's probably happy that we, we got a draw out of it. And he's like, do you know what? It wasn't a loss on my first game. And let's move forward and build yep. on that. Yep, I think I think that was the case as well. You know, I think that was why we saw those conservative substitutions, seeing Perisic come on as opposed to Solomon, um, because Perisic is good, to, you know, pretty good defensively as well. He can play in that that left back role. Um, I just want to mention you, Doggy Destiny. That kid is built to play in the Premier League. Yeah, he is ridiculous, and he is going to be something special. I'm telling you, but now overall, I'm happy. Um, you know, so. Yeah, I can't really moan too much. I'm drinking out my, uh, my. I don't think you can see this, my Munich cup today. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, uh, Harry, let's talk about Eve Basuma because, you know, under Antonio Conte, he played barely any minutes and he looked like a shell of a man compared to how he is today. Today, we started to see the same Basuma as we saw at Brighton and we saw, we started to see you know, glimpses of Moussa Dembele-esque football, you know, ballerina toes, twisting, turning, you know, not afraid to get the ball, multiple touches in dangerous areas. I thought he was absolutely outstanding today. Yeah, and he proved a point to Conte and said, you know, I get told all the time that Conte's an elite manager. He's a proven winner for sure, but elite manager, not so much. Um, I think he proved that with his time at Tottenham, to be honest with you. But Basuma, he was great. He carried the ball. He looked like a man full of confidence. The man that we signed, um, bargain from Brighton. I still think that could be a bargain. It feels like a new signing. Um, and people can ignore that fact. But I think it does, you know, because because of the last season, because of injury. The you manager. Sound like Pochettino now, Harry. Hey? <laughs> you sound like Pochettino now. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, there you go. I think he's a very um, important, it can be a really important player, a real star of the team. Because um, let's be honest, the Basuma we signed at Brighton, um, any club in Europe would have taken uh, and would have been envy, you know, jealous of Tottenham at the time we signed him. So I think he'd be a really important player this season. I, I liked what he'd done. Very calm, cool and composed, everything Angie's looking for. Uh, <laughs> him let, let a shot fly from distance um, because he did have that at Brighton. Um, so we can use him in a little bit more of a creative way to kind of complement Madison, like Dave mentioned with myself. So that could be very, very handy. But Basuma has a lot to his game, especially defensively. So I thought he's excellent today. One of the probably four or five players that really stood out to me. Yeah, definitely. Winnie, um, you know, Harry's not wrong there about, you know, shots from, from the edge of the area. That's the one thing that does drive me a little bit insane with this Ange ball, is that yeah. there's far too many passes like, you know, I remember Emerson Royale was one-on-one with the goalkeeper and decided to try and make a pass rather than just shoot. Um, he scores and, if he shoots. He scores. Well, yeah, well, at least he tries to hit it on target. Do you know what I mean? But um, were you happy with uh, Bissouma today? And do you think there could be more shots in these low-block games? I, I was very happy with Basuma. I, I think we, I think what we've seen today was, um, you know, we talk about the Basuma at Brighton. I think he's evolved from that Basuma. I think he's a completely different Basuma, a better, much, much better Basuma. Like, I, I, I'm running out of superlatives to say because he was that good. Like, his performance was insane. And if we can get that consistently every week, we are in for a very, very good season. Um, yeah, with the whole shot thing, I must admit I was 
screaming at the TV on numerous occasions, like literally just shoot, just bloody shoot, someone shoot. And I think this is what, you know, I don't, this is, I, 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 this is the only thing I'm ever going to say uh, about it is I'm, I'm going to allude back to Harry Kane only once. And what I will say is in those situations when Harry receives the ball 20 yards out, his first, his first thought is to shoot. And that's, that's, that's the only difference from today to, to, to previous is we didn't have a person whose first instinct, I thought Madison would do it a lot more and he didn't, to be honest. He's probably the nearest person we've got to instinctively get the ball out of your feet and shoot. Um, and maybe that'll just be a, a confidence thing when he plays a few more games and he gets into the swing of it. Maybe he will start doing that. But yeah, so uh, look, I saw, I, I've just seen, um, I've literally just seen a, a stat uh, we registered 358 um, touches in the attacking third today, which was more than we did in any game last season at all. And that's our very first game away at Brentford. So if that's not... One, one question then... with, a, with a one word answer from all of you. Yeah. yeah. Remember Richarlison went through into the box and did that fall over shot thing that he does. Yeah. Do you remember that? Does Harry Kane score that? Yes. Yeah, of course he does, yeah. 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 Okay. Still want to know. <laughs> You're such a moron. Oh, it's coming. Don't worry. <laughs> um, anyway, Winnie, I'll let you. Uh, I'll let you use the word Harry Kane once everyone's allowed a free pass today. After today, he, you know, could be like Voldemort, and uh, we'll never mention the name ever again. Never yeah. darken this doorstep. Anyway, no. um, Callum, talk to me about Van de Ven today. You know, rival fans will look at his performance today and say what you're also excited about, you know, what did he really do that was that good? But what they don't understand is, you know, this guy only came to us a few days ago. He had three training sessions at Spurs. He was put straight into a back line that was automatically changed after 20 minutes. Um, I thought he had a really, really solid game. There was one moment where he makes a tackle and I think just, don't make the tackle because you're going to give away a penalty. And he did get the ball, to be fair on him. But yeah, it, it, you just don't want him lunging in there, do you? I, I think he looked really comfortable. He he didn't look like a, a 21, 22-year-old that's made his first appearance in the Premier League. I think he looked good on the ball. He had uh, all of the sort of swagger about him. He, for, for a big guy of like six foot five, six foot six, he actually looks quite silky. I thought he'd look kind of like Lurch out of Hot Fuzz and all that, just wandering around like that. But no, he looks really comfortable. And I remember there was one bit where he ran up into midfield, got tackled, and then managed to pick, get up and pick the ball up and switch it to the forwards. He he was looking to play forward. He weren't looking to go back to his goal as well. So I mean, yeah. yeah. I, all rival fans will go, oh, well, he's centre-back, he's conceded too. So what? It's his first game and, yeah, he might have got a deflection off of him. It weren't his fault. And to be honest, yeah, I think there's something promising there. And I think with him and Udoggy down the left-hand side, it's going to be good. It's just, it's like I said to you guys in the group chat earlier, that I'm still a little bit concerned that in some of the bigger games that we might get found out on that left-hand side, just purely based on their experience levels. Nothing to do with them personally, but just I think they're going to take time to bed in. That's the only concern that I kind of have 
from that left hand side only. Yeah. The one thing, Dave, that that he does bring is that electric pace. Well, not the one thing, the one amazing thing that he does bring, because the the big issue that I have with Ange Ball, and you know, everyone knows that I love Big Ange, but the only issue I have with it is the fact that we do play with inverted fullbacks, but our wingers don't track back. Yeah. So what happens when is when they do, they give away a penalty. And then they and yeah. then you know we'll see teams try and play on the outside of us. But with Van de Ven, what you've got is an absolutely rapid, uh, huge centre back that can cover, you know, when Udoji does, you know, go too far forward or whatever. Yeah, so he he was um, registered the fastest player in the Bundesliga last season, Van de Ven, as a centre back, and that's ridiculous. So we only got to see his pace once today. Um, and that came from a, a mistake from him, actually. And then he was he chased Mbumo back. And he caught up with him like he was not even there. It was ridiculous. So I think that's going to be such an advantage. And, you know, the frustrating thing is, back to Davinson Sanchez, is Davinson Sanchez has that pace. He is quick. Yeah. He, he just doesn't know what to do when he gets back or when he's got the ball at his feet. Whereas with Van der Ven, he looks comfortable. He looks, you know, he looks good. So in, in my opinion, he's, he is going to shine. He really is. I think he's going to be an excellent signing. I really do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The one thing as well with Davinson Sanchez that you get that you don't that or that you don't get, but you get with Van der Ven is his touch. Yeah, it's always the one. That's the one thing I will say because I thought he was brilliant against Barcelona. I thought he did well today, but I just don't think he has a mental confidence. He doesn't have you know when he charged forward a few times and he went to <laughs> control the ball and then he acted like it was kind of a pass and then tried to chase it down and made a foul. Um, Forty-six million quid he cost us. Do you not? Do you not reckon that's because he's been beaten down so much? No, like, he's always been useless. Always. He's always. He's he, 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 he plays football like he's wearing yeah, ice skates. He's useless. He plays football like he's wearing yeah. ice skates, mate. It's honestly, it's 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 awful. It's so painful to watch. And like, look, I don't, I don't hate the guy. I wish him well, but I hope he, I hope he ends up a Luton or somewhere. But. You know, he like I said, he looks like he's on roller skates or ice skates every single time he steps on the field. And to me, that, that if you're going to have a goalkeeper, a new goalkeeper, is probably not the most confident at the moment. What sort of confidence is he going to get having him in front of him? You know, for the first, where poor, you know, before um, Romero went off, we looked comfortable. We looked good. We looked good on the ball at the back. We were comfortable playing out. Yeah, we made a few mistakes, but in all in all, defensively, we were quite comfortable. Sanchez comes on and it's... Um, you can see the panic in everybody else around him, you know. So, yeah, he probably ain't got no confidence, but it's not going to happen for him at Tottenham, and he never will. Yeah. Um, and it, let's move on because uh, the next note I wrote, Vinny, is uh, Winnie. I should say. Oh God, I'm going to call Vinny. Do you know what? Because <laughs> I do think you look a little bit like him. Um, I just wrote the okay. words Vicario. I mean, I'll take, he's, 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 a, he's a gorgeous little bloke, isn't he? Yeah, I just put Vicario needs to chill. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Was that? Is that your? We want me to elaborate on that? Yeah, yeah, yeah elaborate on yeah, my, yeah, okay. on my um, that just says Vicario needs to chill. This, this is this is actually a good thing for me to talk on because I am starting to part of my friends. Oh, I'm starting to get a little bit pissed off with Tottenham fans at the moment. What has he done wrong today? If someone t- if yeah. literally here is that, can any of you tell me one thing he done wrong today? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. He, he did nothing wrong. 
No. I think you know he made a couple of mistakes, but what, okay, okay. What, 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 what mistakes did he make? So, um, parrying the ball out into the middle of your box is a mistake. What, what else can he do? Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Let me finish. Yeah, yeah. Finish. Okay. Okay. Parrying okay. the ball out into the middle of the box into the danger zone is a mistake from a keeper. Okay. Where he came, like the bum rushing, as I call it, yeah. um, where he came sprinting out and he took out Sharda, I think it was. I don't know if Sharda put it over the box, but Sharda's a bit more clever there, he gives away a penalty. So I don't think he's a terrible signer. I don't think he's going to be an awful keeper. But I do think he was nervous today. It's his debut in the Premier League. Of course, he's going to be nervous. But he did make mistakes today. But I do think you have to give a goalkeeper, especially that young, coming from a different country, time. Look at David De Gea when he first came to England. Oh, he was awful, wasn't he? He was horrendous, you know. And he went on to, to be one of the best goalkeepers in the Premier League. So... I, I just think, yeah, he made a few mistakes. I think Luke's right. He just needs to chill. Yeah. Lovely. Do you, not reckon, do you not reckon oh. that Ange has actually asked him to be that far forward as a sweeper keeper yes. and all that? Yeah. I think it's Ange weird because in pre-season, he didn't come off his line. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great point, actually. Yeah, I'll give you that. And, and, and now he literally looked like he just had a, a bloody battery stuck inside him and just gone, run. I think that was no. But this is a lot bigger opposition that we've played in in, in the entire preseason that Vicario's uh, been in. So that's probably a part of the reason. Look, uh, what I'll, I'll say, um, I just think some of the criticism, like what I, I was, you know, I was watching the game with my dad, um, and there there was one Tottenham account that um, wanted everyone to comment out of ten all of our debutants and and you know what what everyone would give them. Not one person gave Vicario over five. No, do you want that bad? That that can that concerns me because I I, I don't see any I don't see below a seven. I, I really don't. I know I know what you're saying, Dave. You know, parrying it out into a into into the area, but the angle that the shot came from came was from the far side. There was nowhere else he could have put it. Uh, if he'd have put it, if he'd have parried it a bit further out to his left, there was a player there that would have, or there was players there that would have tapped it in. The I only player that picked the ball up was twenty to twenty-five, you know, probably about twenty yards out, or maybe more, twenty twenty-five yards out, and we yeah. picked the ball up. No, so, I agree. I think the the thing is right, and somebody made a really good point on Twitter. Actually, I can't remember who it was, but they said if that had been David Raya doing that, nobody would have said anything because 100%. David Raya was the fans' first choice. Because we got we got Picario. Now he's being yeah. like being harassed for every decision he makes. It, he's a young keeper. He is yeah. going to make mistakes. It's his yeah. debut. He needs to chill. It's that simple. Give him a bit of time. Let him bed in with, you know, a new defence in front of him. Let him all yeah. settle together. The other day, today, we had in the back four, back five, wherever it was, three debutants. Yeah. People forget that, you know. So it's just more of a case of just chill. Let him adjust a little bit. Obviously, hopefully, he cuts out the the bum rushing, the Loris rushing, as I call it, because Loris used to love doing that. Sprinting yeah. out when he weren't yeah. getting there. You know, yeah. so, yeah, I think I think the criticism, I think you're right, Wynn, the criticism is unfair. Yes, he made mistakes today, but he wasn't terrible. He didn't make a, a, a blunder for a goal. You know, remember Loris against Newcastle last season? He yeah. didn't do that. So, just I think people just need to lay off. Yeah, yeah. definitely. This is the biggest problem, isn't it? Is that, you know, our fan base, I, I always wonder this, and no one's ever told me if it's true or not, but our fan base are so toxic within minutes, aren't they? Within minutes of one thing happening. But it was obvious today that they targeted from the off the carrier. Um, mm. And, mm. you know... It, I think the problem like this... is, right? 
Go on, Luke. Go on. I'll let you finish. No, I dislike. I dislike the headed clearances at 30 yards out. Like, because he did that against Barcelona and then nearly got lobbed. And I just think, like, you know, there's no need for you to be heading the ball. Like, are you that bored that you have to rush 30 yards out from your goal to head the ball? No, like, no it, I, it, I, I, we I don't know if Rams has actually told him to do that, do we? That's as, a, as a fan base, I want to touch on a point you made, Luke, as a fan base, right, about us being toxic. You've got to remember, right? I mean, I've been a Tottenham fan. I'm, I'm 36 now for over 30 years, for a long time. You know, we, you know, so we've all been fans for a long time. Let's be honest. We are so used to disappointment. We are so used to failure. We are so used to being the bridesmaid that it's hard not to be negative because all we've ever really known is negativity. Yeah, we've had a few good little spells here and there, but the reality of it is being a Tottenham fan is like having bipolar. It's fucking awful at times. And other times you're like, oh, this is great. You know, so for me, it's like, and I can say that because I've got bipolar, by the way. So <laughs> I hope no one was offended. But, but that's what it's like. One minute you're up, next minute you're down. Next minute you're up, next minute you're down. So we are a toxic fan base. You're right. We're only a toxic fan base because we're so used to getting shit all the time. Every other fan base gives us shit. Every other fan base takes a piss out of us. Every other fan base mocks us. You know, our owners mock us. So the, the reality of it is, is until things start changing on the pitch, which I believe Postacoglu can do, until we start seeing that progression and hopefully win something and get this, this bloody rucksack off our back that we can't win a trophy... It's going to be like that because people are so used to it being that way. Yeah. Do you know what we do need? Positive aff affirmations. That's going to solve yep. everything. Um, anyway, let's move on to some interesting news, actually, because um, Winnie broke this to me before we came on today. We're not sure how accurate or non-accurate this is, but Eric Dyer today was not in the squad, which, you know... Another thing that I think is bringing a lot of fans together about Postacoglu, because a lot of fans didn't want Ange anywhere near this club. And slowly but surely, everybody's coming round to the big Ange way. And he's not afraid to say to the players that other managers weren't were too afraid to say and say, you're not part of my plans. But I did read today, thanks to Winnie, was that there are rumours coming from a couple of sources that Eric Dyer maybe on his way to Saudi Arabia, um, to Al Nazar. Now, we're waiting on to find out if that's actually true or not, but imagine Cristiano Ronaldo's face when Eric Dyer rocks up at the training ground. <laughs> <laughs> well, and as made a point today, just quickly after the game, where he, they, he was asked about Eric Dyer in his post-match interview, and he said, um, this is my squad. Eric wasn't the only player left out. There was a lot of good players left at home today. I'll assess each squad during, for each game, and I'll pick the best squad available to me. Whether that includes them that game or not, that's the way I do things. I fucking love that. Um, <laughs> Harry, uh, what are your thoughts about Eric Dyer? Um, yeah, talk to me. Listen, not Dyer specifically, but we need to move on lots of players. I think one of the reasons that I don't like to mention it, but quick one mention of Kane. The other reason we sold Kane is because of our, our failure to, to get players out the door. And sometimes you have to rip contracts up if players aren't going out the door. I know Dave disagrees. We had a discussion earlier in the week. Um, but I, I think the club were given, of course, they had the option, but they, they, they cash in on Kane because we didn't get the money from selling players. We tried to sell Ndombele. The minimum the Galatasaray will offer is £6 million, and he doesn't even want to Good go there. Shit. 
It's a massive loss on Almanza and that. It's a massive loss on uh, Ndombele either way. It was our club record uh, signing. Um, so we need to move players out the door. If if Dyer isn't part of Ange's plans, then of course he needs to go. But in defenders in general, we've got far too many, just not of the quality. You look at full-backs we've got, and even centre-backs, you know, Rodon, Sanchez, Tanganga, Dyer. maybe some of them would be would, would be moved on. So we don't we do not need a centre back unless we get a centre back out the door. We've got, we've got 39 in the squad, that's way too many. So I'd personally be looking at trying to aim for 32 before the season starts, which means at the moment seven players out the door. Uh, which is quite a lot. If they aren't going, then you have to show sometimes a bit of ambition and rip the contract up because, you know, we're Tottenham Hotspur, you're not part of our plans. Uh, sorry, you know, you're taking up a lot of squad space, a lot of wage, goodbye. If that means dire, then, then so be it. I, I, like his, I like his attitude. I, c- I can relate with Hoiberg. David, what else I would say about that? Um, off the pitch as well, I think dire helps people settle in. In terms of football ability, I think we can all agree it's non-existent with Eric Dyer at his championship level. Yeah. Talking about championship level, did anyone see Joe Rodon uh, yesterday? Came he's on, striker. yeah, he came on late for Leeds as a striker. They needed a goal. How did that go? Not well. Oh it's well, they didn't, they didn't win, so yeah. <laughs> I think it was. I think it was late on, like as a, I suppose a tactical masterclass. Five minutes. Playoff, but, um, yeah, we will see what happens with with Eric Dyer and whether that's true or not. Uh, blame Winnie. If it's not, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> quick one to everyone. Uh, while we have some people in the chat, make sure you're hitting that subscribe button. Uh, make sure you hit the like button as well. Um, if you're watching live on YouTube, um, and let's quickly talk FPL. Now, I did have a really nice FPL graphic yes. that I made, but for some reason, every time I try and screenshot the league table, it highlights my name in the middle of the table, and I don't want you that. Didn't forget, you didn't forget. <laughs> I'm going to try and figure out a different way of doing it. But uh, for those of you that um, are new, we do have an FPL league uh, for this I'm podcast. Fast. Harry's apparently first at the moment. Um, actually, do you know what, Harry? You can very quickly tell us where each of us are in the FPL league. But before I get to that, uh, the pinned tweet on our Twitter page, which is Part Lane Podcast or at Part Lane Pod on Twitter. Um, go to that and you'll see the code for the FPL league. Uh, join it anytime you like. Where's Callum? I can't see Callum in this. He'll join us in week one. He's oh. like at the bottom. Yeah. Yeah, basically he joined, he joined late. So he'll be quite a lot for week one. Here. Yeah, I think Luke Anyway, Harry, where, where are we all in the table? Go like. through it. Well, I'm first. Winnie's third. Dave's fourth. Luke's sixth at the moment, is what it says. Alone what are the points? Team. Talk to me points. I don't know. All right, okay. I've got 75 points. Wait, let's go down. Winnie's got 66, so fairly close. Um, Dave's got 65. Luke's got 64. I've got two oh, players made, to play, though. I've got Rashford like and Bruno that. to play. I've got Rashford <laughs> and Bruno like to play. Terrible. I've got uh, absolutely no one left to play. That's true. Dave, Dave's going to take over, then. Yeah. I've got Rashford and Bruno to play. Yeah, I've got no one to play, so there you go. Who have they got uh, to play? <laughs> F- FYI, each week you might get minus points for the amount of Arsenal players that you've got in your teams. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, no, I'm only messing. Anyway, um, Callum, I'll come to you quickly next. Um, this week, there was some quite um, wholesome content out put out by Spurs. And that was, we got to see the meeting for Son being named the new Spurs captain. 
Now, first of all, I want your thoughts on the content in general because I thought it was brilliant and that's the kind of stuff that we do need to see from Spurs rather than the classic picture and getting ready for Brentford tag that they put on there. Um, but what are your thoughts on that and also what are your thoughts on Sonny as the new captain? I think it was some very good PR by Spurs' media team. I think it was needed. Simple as that. It had to be... I don't know, it just felt comfortable watching it. It felt like Anne's just literally calling everyone into the classroom and just going, right, lads, here we go. This is, we got Sonny, we got Matt Cutie, we got Matters. There we go. It just felt quite friendly and quite comfortable compared to some of the other PR stuff that we've seen. So, yeah, I think that was really good from them. And I think based on the comments I saw on Twitter, it actually went down well. It's what the, the club needed it after some of the stuff that came out this week. Let's put it that way. I won't go into the other content that was released, but I mean, oh, I will. well, I'll, I'll let you uh, <laughs> run on that one, Dave, after I've gone on it, mate. But um, yeah, to be honest, Sonny is captain. I think based on if Dyer is going to Saudi, based on if Hoiberg's going to go to Atletico, he's one of the most defendable, dependable people we've got compared to, say, if you go for, like, Ben Davis, someone like that. So, I think Sonny does it for South Korea. He, he's a good role model. He's a good professional. So, I think, yeah, I'm, I'm happy with it. But, to be honest, he didn't really look like a captain today. Let's put it that way. So, I think he needs to get used to the role of actually doing it for us than, say, four games a year for South Korea. And all that. Let's yeah, that. Yeah, definitely. I, I, the only issue that I have with it is I prefer myself a defender to be a captain. I think that they can see much more of the game and they have a better ability to be able to do it. But then look at our defense. You ain't giving it to Royale or Poro. You ain't giving it to Adoja. You ain't giving it to Van de Ven. And you ain't giving it to Romero because he'd smash someone's head in. Um, <laughs> that's exactly the type of person I'd give it to. <laughs> He's still your vice captain, though. That's the thing. You've got him and Madders as vice captains and Madison was captain for what 20 minutes today when Song came off so I mean you're kind of limited with options if you are going to go centre back unless you do give it to someone like Ben Davis if he stays as a backup left centre back no but that's the thing just based on Luke's principle if it was a centre back that he was going to give it to then your other option you're either going to get Romero knocking someone's lights out and probably end up giving them a concussion or Ben Davis, who pretty much would not fly, to be honest, and that's not what you really want. So, yeah, I think Sonny's probably one of the more dependable people in the squad that you would give it to. Yeah. What was wrong with having someone like Roy Keane as the captain who uh, would knock people's lights out, or Patrick Vieira? Yeah, but I think I think with Romero, like how how good is his? And this is you know in the nicest way possible. How good is his English? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, right, quick one word answers because we're running late and Dave's got a speech to do soon. Um, oh god, <laughs> but quick one, lads, you taking gift Orban at Spurs? Um, we'll go Winnie Callum, Dave Harry. So, Winnie, you start, yeah, yeah. Do you know what? Based on the Nigerian uh guy, I can't remember his name now that we had in the Twitter space oh, the other day, Ez was it Ez? Ez Anyway, he sold he sold me on him. So yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. Callum. Yeah. Dave. Yep. Harry. Yes, but we don't need a replacement. 
we're not getting into that, people. We're not getting <laughs> into that. I knew you'd say something like that. Anyway. One right. word. Just have to say one word. <laughs> it's close he he can't. He can't. He's going to be prime minister, I swear, one of these days. Um, <laughs> That's scary. So, He's going to be Tottenham's PR machine, mate. <laughs> so, right. Um, you know, for those of you that sleep under a rock, obviously, this week, we did sell our um, top goal scorer of all time, Harry Kane. Um, all good things come to an end. Um, but I would like to come to you in a second, Dave, uh, to discuss this because I know that this has been getting to you for some time and you wanted to have your say on it, which I will let you do. But for those of you that are watching, that's more children or don't like bad language, I would turn off now. Um, but yeah, go ahead, Dave, talk to me. Um, so I've got a question for you all first before I speak. Uh, one word answer, Harry. <laughs> Do you think it was right to sell Harry Kane? Luke, you go first. Yes. Harry. I can't answer that. Come back to me. Winnie. No. Callum. No. No, Harry. I don't really know. So I can tell you now, and I apologise for any bad language. It was the stupidest fucking decision this club has made in donkey's years. Now, the reason I say that is, yes, he had one year left on his contract. And everyone was like, but he can leave for free and go somewhere for free next season. Who gives a shit? We've sold Harry Kane for £100 million, probably, what, £70 million up front, £20 million in add-ons, right? People forget we got him for free. He came from our academy. He didn't cost us a penny. If we wanted to balance the books, you get rid of people to balance the books. You do what Harry said. You rip up contracts. You get rid of the dead wood. You don't sell... The one of the best players in this club's history two days before the season starts. If you're planning to have a season without Harry Kane, you don't play him in your preseason games. Why did we play him in preseason games? I'll tell you why. Because there was incentives for Kane and Son, financial incentives and implications that if they didn't play, Tottenham wouldn't receive certain amounts of money. That comes from a game, the board, the failures of. Daniel Levy, the failures of Donna Cullen, the failures of Joe Lewis, the failures of Enoch as a whole that we as Tottenham fans have put up with for 20 odd years. Now, I put out a controversial tweet a few days ago. It's got a lot of traction where I said, I hate Levy more than I hate Sol Campbell. And, you know, I'll give you the reason why I say that. Sol Campbell fucked Tottenham once. Daniel Levy fucks Tottenham every single season, frequently. We are not a football club anymore. We don't act like a football club anymore. Arsenal down the road spent 200 million this window. God knows what City have spent on Cavadio. Chelsea, God knows what they've spent. You know, Aston Villa spending money. All these clubs breaking their transfer records to sign players because to be competitive in the Premier League, you need the best players in the league. Instead of us keeping the best player in the league, in my opinion, in Harry Kane, the player that can do it all, we sell him two days before a new season. We tie Angie's hands behind his back. We attach a brick to his feet, chuck him in the ocean and ask him to swim. That's what we did. You know, and the, the reality of it is, is that nothing is ever going to change at this club while Enoch and Levy run this club. So all I want to say is get behind the protests. Yeah, don't make it uncomfortable for the lads or Ange Postacoglu, but direct your hate to the board. 
let them know you've had enough. Because I'll be honest with you, as a club, we are shit at protests. People don't turn up. Clubs protest from other clubs. Look at the Glazers when they, you know when they protest. Even even Arsenal when they protest, we protest with fifteen people outside the training ground. So the reality of it is nothing is going to change. I see all the time trending on Twitter. Levy out, Enoch out. Show up, make your voice heard because nothing is going to change. This club is all about money. This club is all about profit. They don't care about winning on the pitch. They never have cared about winning on the pitch. This is a business. They bought the club for twenty million pounds. They stand to make probably four billion or whatever it is. A stupid amount of money they're going to sell it for. All they care about is the bottom dollar. They don't care about you as fans. They don't care about this team. They don't care about that crest on the front of the shirt. And until people fucking wake up, pull their heads out of their asses and do something about it, nothing will change. Now, oh, yeah, I'm pissed off Harry Kane went, but I'm over it. Fuck Harry Kane. He can, he's, I'm, I've blocked him on Twitter. I don't give a fuck about him anymore. I care about Tottenham. What I care about now is Tottenham Hotspur Football Club not being run into the ground by the tramps up in the boardroom who sit on their fucking gold thrones and their super yachts. We haven't got one at the moment because it's with the IRS. <laughs> Just point, I had a list prepared of all the stuff that Levy's done wrong, but I can't bother to go into it. But I'll go into it over the last couple of years. We had a director of football that's been arrested and charged with a crime. We've got an owner who's been arrested and charged with a crime. People talk about they don't want the Qataris and the Saudis running our football club because it's, you know, because they're bad people. Our fucking owner's a bad person. He's being, literally being prosecuted in America right now. So as far as I'm concerned, I'm done with Levy. I'm done with Enoch. You should never sell your best asset. You spend the transfer window signing the players he wants around him to build that team to do exactly what he wants, and that's challenge for trophies. You spend what it takes. You get the players in to do what it takes. You convince him of the project. You don't spend the next last four years falling off the side of a cliff to fix the bottom dollar. So that's it. That's all I want to say. Fuck Levy and fuck Enoch. Sorry. Can, can, can I, can I, I can I fine, dial him fine. up just one more time? No, no, oh, that's please, it. We're done. Please. No, we're done. We're moving on, people. No, thanks, David. <laughs> really do appreciate that. And um, yeah, there were some some humorous bits in there as well. So thanks for that. Wasn't as Sorry bad as that. I was expecting, to be honest. No, mate, I've calmed down a bit over the last couple of days, but I think <laughs> exactly. Callum wanted to talk about the whole gamble thing personally. <laughs> do you know what? We're not even we're not even getting involved in it. Um, but uh, I do want to go through everyone's favourite part of the show. Well, I've, I've, I've heard so, you know, in my own head, um, that <laughs> it's the score predictions time. Oh, so, uh, next Saturday, 30, we've got Man United at home. <laughs> oh, God. I know. Last week on the score predictions challenge, nobody got it right. Johnny claims in the comments that he got it right. Um, but, he said 2-2, two, two, to be fair. He did say 2-2. Two, two. He did say, yeah, he did, to be fair. Yeah, so who cares about him? Um, we'll start. <laughs> Do you know what? I'll start. I'll start this off. I'll start this off. Um, You're going to say we win. You do it every time. I know. I, I, I do want to go Spurs win, to be fair. Um, I was going to go 3-3, three, three, but I'm going to say 3-1 Spurs. Harry, we'll come to you next. God, try not to be negative. Uh, two two draw. There you go. Be trying to be positive. Yeah, but Winnie. Um, sadly, I think we lose two one. Oh, Winnie! Has Dave just literally just killed you of everything? 
We don't. No, 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 I'm just being realistic. I'm just being realistic. We're still in a big transition. Um, yeah. And I think they will catch us. It, they, they, we're going to get caught on the break by a lot of teams. Um, and the, one of the best counter-attacking teams with pace in the Premier League is Manchester United. So I feel I think they're very, very overrated, though, this season. I think they're going to fall well below expectations. Possibly. You what, sorry? What did you go with? Uh, 2-1 United. So I'm actually writing it down. Okay. For once you won't forget that way then. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, Callum? 3-1 um, United and hopefully a pitch invasion in protest. Yes, Callum. 3-1 United. And Dave? I want the ground to be as toxic as possible, so United are going to win 2-0. Okay, Dave. Dave, do you reckon they've spent all the cane money already on all the players? We've 100%. Already we spent a lot. Don't get Luke started. He'll get upset, but 100%. <laughs> no, no, no. I agree. I agree. I've, I've been saying that for weeks. You know, before Harry Kane's um, transfer was agreed, we wouldn't have... Why did we sign slow, Van Den? Where's the That's what I'm saying. That's what... That back comes back to my rant. Where's the ambition from these, these owners? There is no ambition. We could spend... He's we could spend 250 million a season for the next five seasons, if not next five transfer windows, without breaching FFP. Yeah. What I don't understand is Postecoglou said that they planned, like if Harry yeah. Kane's going to leave, but he's played him in pre-season. So the because of the money, him. basically, if he didn't play in Australia because of spon- there were sponsorship mm-hmm. deals that Kane and Son had to play. Right. That's oh, why. That's okay. why. So it's all oh, about why? money. Because he's he made him his, his captain as well, so it seems strange not to be involved, but. All I will say about the situation is whether you think he should have gone or not. The, the timing is poor uh, yeah. and just been thrown under the bus. Can I just say one thing as well quickly, Luke? Just, I've, I've got to say, they treated Kane like absolute shit. Trying to delay his transfer to the last minute, changing details and everything, just so he wouldn't win a trophy he didn't win anyway. That's typical, typical Enoch, typical Levy. That's like, you know... Cutting his nose off to spite his face, like yeah, you can go, but I don't want you playing the cup final, so I'm going to make you sit near Stansted Airport for all day until the evening. They treat him like shit, so it's just Enoch and Levy way. But I've had enough of it. The last thing I will say is I fucking love it that we did that. To be fair, I absolutely love it, and that is the kind of shit housery that I fucking live for. Anyway, yes. uh, with the score predictions, what I am going to do is I am going to start a league table. Uh, with our host score predictions on every week oh, and I'll pull the graphic up every week. Um, what, three, po- three points every time you get it right? So, I'll tell you how it works. I've done this before. I'm a man that's done this many times. <laughs> so, um, so, what you get, okay, no. very simple rules. You get nothing if you get it completely wrong. You get one point if the team you predicted to win wins and you get three points if you get a correct score. Very simple rules. So for those, that means Johnny's winning. Uh That means Johnny from our comments is winning. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Now I can't keep up with the listeners' comments, unfortunately. So you're gonna have to keep your own league table. Um, But I will do a host league table um, every week. And you know, so the reason why I haven't done it so far is because none of us got anything correct, and none of us went for a draw. (laughs) So um, we'll start from next week. But that kind of wraps us up. Yes, Johnny, we all know you got three points. Um, you know, keep your own league table, Johnny, and let us know how you get on against yourself. Uh, but anyway, that wraps us up today. So I want to thank everybody. Hey, don't forget Barney's comment there, Luke, mate. Don't leave. Cheers, Barney. I saw that myself. 
um, anyway, uh, I want to thank everyone that's been in the comments and everyone that's watched along. Uh, also, I want to thank everyone that's always in uh, podcast platforms and everywhere else and the message we've got on Twitter. And also, big up to anybody that's been in one of our Twitter spaces. It is something new that we've been doing recently, but we will start doing a lot more of them because it's really good to interact that's with anyone. Uh, I don't know. I'll kind of make it up on the day. Um, so make sure you're always available for my call. Uh, Harry, how can everyone <laughs> find you? Uh, yeah, thank you for having me once again. You can follow me there if you want to. Harry Scarf 22. Do I care? No, not really. Sometimes I pretend to do. Um, yeah, lots of people disagree with my opinions, but you know, I don't like to listen sometimes. But it is what it is. Uh, I can be quite stubborn, put it that way. Uh, if you want to subscribe to my channel, Scarfy Spurs Talk, uh, I'm hoping next week to announce the date. I know it, but I'm going to announce it when I have uh, Lee McQueen on the show in September. That's the only hint I'm going to give away. Uh, so thank you very much for having me on once again. And don't forget to obviously subscribe to Parkland Podcast. Um, yeah, thank you. No problem at all. Winnie, how can everyone find you? Yeah, Winnie1991. Um, and obviously, uh, I'm uh, one of the admins for the Parkland pod, so just reach out. Uh, what I will say is um, everyone just stop getting off uh, on Vicario's back. That's yeah. the one thing I'm going to end on this because the more we get on his back, the more he's going to, the more he's going to, he's going to feel that. He's our player. And, and, and then, you know, the worse he's going to be. So just look out for that. I wanted David Raya, but back Vicario. It's not Vicario's fault that he's ended up coming to Tottenham. I feel sorry for him, but don't get on his back. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, Dave, how can everyone find you? Uh, here. Parkland Podcast pretty much every week now. The season's back. Um, you can find me at Parkland Pod Dave. Again, I'm one of the admins on the uh, Twitter page. So I don't interact. What I will say is me and Harry, we don't always agree, but go and follow him. Go follow his stuff because he does really good stuff. Um, follow, all the, follow all the guys. Um, and if you like my rants, yeah, interact with me on Twitter. If you uh, don't agree what I said about Sol Campbell, tell me on Twitter. I'm always up for an argument. Although, what I will say about Dave is that I don't agree with a lot of his opinions, uh, the passion's there, he loves the club, uh, and a lot of what he's saying, it does does make sense, uh, and I wish the board listened to some of the things that they've come up with. He's a silly fella for chair then, Harry. Joey's been going the whole time. <laughs> he, he thinks that Richarlison is the worst player that he's ever met. Jesus isn't much better. Richarlison is Brazil's number nine for a reason, Johnny. If you have a problem with it, come and tell me on Monday on my show. But Richarlison is, is ten times a player Jesus will ever be. So have a good evening. Uh, Callum, how can everyone find you? Uh, Callum Stubbs 97 on Twitter. Um, I am very much open to hearing all of the guys' views on the pod, as always. I love Dave's rants. I love Harry's conserved stuff as well so it will always be a nice balance whenever i come on here so yeah uh you're quite balanced oh yeah when he's sitting there like what the fuck is going on it (laughs) (laughs) it's like we're having a tea party here we're trying to discuss each other's problems I know. Somehow you've all got off uh, off tangent on this show, so I'm going to have to take the reins again. But uh, yeah, honestly, um, it's good to have you as part of the show, Callum. And um, you know, everyone go chuck you a follow on Twitter. Um, and uh, you know, you always jump in on the Twitter Spaces and the podcast. So we're absolutely thrilled to have you on. So big up to you. Uh, big up to everybody as always. Thank you all so much for joining in. Uh, make sure you hit the subscribe button on YouTube. Make sure you hit the like button. Leave us a comment. Um, and on podcast platforms, make sure you're listening all the way through. 
Um, once again, thank you so, so much for, for joining us. We'll be back next week to talk about the Manchester United game and hopefully Andrew's okay. first win at home with Spurs. But as we, we'll leave as we always do on this show and say a big, come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. Leave me out. Spurs.